Welcome to Community Chats, an interview series elevating the voices of community leaders in the Lafayette Oxford University community, an initiative of the University of Mississippi Office of Community Engagement and the Lafayette Oxford Foundation for Tomorrow. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Community Chats. It is Friday, June 26th, and my name is Erin Oath. I am a project manager for community engagement here at the University of Mississippi. And I am joined by my colleague, Jody Holland. Anthony Saracusa is away today. Um, and we are here to continue elevating community leaders from our region, the work that they're doing and learning about their stories. Who are they? Um, what are they doing? How do they come to do the work uh, um, that they're doing to build up our community? <laughs> community Chats is an initiative of the Office of Community Engagement at the University of Mississippi in close partnership with our friends at LOFT, the Lafayette Oxford Foundation for Tomorrow. You can learn more about LOFT in our first episode of the series. Today, we're continuing our emphasis on housing and we have the honor and privilege of being joined by Forrest Jenkins with LOU Home. Uh, we are so delighted to have you here today, Forrest. Thank you so much for being a part. Thank y'all for having me. It's really nice to be here and get to uh, talk to the folks with the Community Engagement Office. Fantastic. Well, we are excited to get to know more about you and the work that LAU Home does in our area. Um, so would you just start off by telling us a little bit about who you are? How did you come to this community and what brought you here? Um, so I, I'm a, you know, next to local gal. I'm originally from Pontotoc, Mississippi, down the road here between Oxford and Tupelo. Um, so I grew up and, and went to high school um, up until the point that I um, went to the Mississippi School for Mathematics and Science to finish, um, ended up at Ole Miss for college um, because they had started the Honors College program and um, they were really getting some interesting things going as a, as a university. And I ended up having a you know, great experience. Of course, Oxford loves to just you know, get a hold on everybody. And I, you know, I liked being able to be as close to my family as this lets me be. And I've, I've been lucky enough to then get another degree from the University of Mississippi School of Law. Um, and I ended up on the LOU board because I was practicing law with the housing clinic. Um, this would be about six years ago when um, the LOU Home Inc. board approached me and asked me to join. Um, this is my seventh year on the board. And this year I'm the president of our board and just doing my best to try to, um, you know, get as much done in a year's time as I can before I roll off, so. Forrest, thanks for that uh, response. I'm curious about really what got you interested in this board and how you progress through being on the board all the way up to being executive director. Tell us a little bit about that experience. So, um, well, one, I'm not the executive director. We're hoping to create that position this year, um, but I'm just the president of the board of, of directors. But I. Um, I was interested in this board because um, at the time that, uh, that they approached me that I was working with the housing clinic, I was working with um, directly with some of the issues that come up in the community due to a lack of affordable housing um, and wanting to make a more proactive difference of you know, what we really need is more pieces of housing that people who live here and work here can afford to live in. Um, and so looking at, you know, there's a piece of it that needs to be there uh, working on the structure in that legal end. But at that time, the LOU uh, Home Inc. had created the community green neighborhood. So they had had this big success. They managed to have 
um, thanks to um, Fred Lorenzo, who's now um, our chief administrative, um, or he's our administrative employee, basically does a lot for the board still, although he's not a board member, um, but his version of the board uh, managed to acquire this land um, off the end of the rail trail, bike trail, um, and use the existing, um, what had been the faculty houses at the university to uh, rehab them and move them from the university so that that housing that already exists is preserved. And, you know, there's a space in the town that, that gets to um, be held at a certain price based on the laws and regulations that were over the funding that, that they put together to do that. Um, it was an incredible success. And I was interested in, you know, trying to understand how you do that and trying to be involved with, again, that proactive approach um, of helping that situation that I was seeing a lot of with the housing clinic. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought up that community green because I think that's a wonderful example of the university and the community working together in a really successful partnership that addressed an issue and was hugely successful in terms of, of that development. Um, so for people that may be new to LAU Home, can you just um, share a little bit about the mission, what you do and how you, uh, how you promote affordable housing in the community? Yes, so um, our mission is primarily about supporting as, uh, as directly and materially as possible, basically um, getting affordable housing created in the community and then supporting people in being in that uh, place in sort of their financial world uh, to be able to take advantage of that and sort of step into it um, and being ready. So we have programs that are, um, of course that's all new now, uh, but we, we have uh, had financial and credit counseling um, workshops. And to some extent we've been developing um, individual counseling through um, a program through the Mississippi Home Corporation um, that certifies um, people in that role. So we've recently um, hired an employee who's going to acquire that certification and be able to commit more time and sort of do a little more effort towards that. Um, and then meanwhile, we've spent, you know, a lot of time working hard to try to figure out, well, how do you, you know, how do you get these resources together to put together housing that's held at this affordable price? Um, and so what we have most recently done is um, we've been the nonprofit partner um, to develop Bell Rivers and Bell Rivers Two, which are um, two different developments through the low income housing tax credit program, which is a different uh, sort of area of funding and different type of resource from, um, from what they had for community green. Um, but what we've been, been able to do with that is create um, what is right now rental housing um, that's again, the price held at a defined level um, based on that program, which is, you know, if you're a nerd in section 42 <laughs> of the IRS code, <laughs> so. Well, Forrest, I know that you can't do all this work alone. Can you tell us a little bit about your staff and kind of how they serve your organization and what they're doing with the community? Right, so we, we do have um, a, an entire board of directors that is made up of, we have um, members from the university, uh, who are faculty and who are staff and work in a variety, variety of different departments um, there. We have um, a number of community members um, who are involved in you know, different churches, other different organizations that do um, you know, United Way. We have several sort of uh, cross memberships and coordination and partnership with other nonprofits in Oxford and a lot of 
there's a lot of hands that touch every single one of these these projects and that includes um, our our administrative uh, officer uh, Fred Lorenzo and then we have again um, hired a credit and financial counselor who's working part-time and once she gets certified we'll be able to be offering more counseling um, we're in the process of trying to figure out how to sort of put some resources together to have an executive director who can do all the administration of both trying to work with housing that already exists, looking for new opportunities um, to develop housing and looking at managing and administering this program of supporting individual members of the community. So it's a, it's a lot and it takes a lot of people yeah. to do it. <laughs> I know it does. Thanks for sharing that with us. <laughs> yeah. Uh all of those programs are so exciting, particularly as you're going into more individual counseling and um, financial counseling. So uh, wh what is your vision going forward? What, what does this work look like uh, five, 10 years down the road? Or how will you know when you've addressed affordable housing, maybe? Um, that, that's a like super big picture sort of piece of the puzzle. Um, I say looking five, 10 years down the road, um, as I also reflect on the experience that I've had over now in my seventh year with this, um, is, is, you know, looking for sort of the patients and the individuals who commit to doing this work that things don't happen overnight. It takes, you know, a lot of eyes and a lot of hands to, to get things to move. Um, and I would like to see our, um, our, our work with sort of the um, maybe Board of Aldermen and Supervisors to develop a little bit more um, because I think that one thing that happens is like people don't necessarily understand what it is we're trying to accomplish or how they can help us. And so just doing a little bit more of that coordination, looking at how to support the individuals who live at Bell Rivers and Bell Rivers 2 and, and Eastover to um, you know, maintain the security to maintain those homes because in 15 years, um, the units at Bell Rivers and Eastover will be available for sale. And the first opportunity to buy will be for the people who live in them at that time. So also looking again, five, 10 years down the road at maintaining the quality of that housing and how the board can support keeping a quality, um, you know, piece of housing infrastructure in our town because it took a lot of effort to put it there. So we really want it to be, you know, something really good for the folks that directly live in there and for the surrounding community for years to come. Well, Forrest, what, what really are some of the greatest challenges you're experiencing as a nonprofit, either in this, you know, pandemic state or in day-to-day -day, uh, normal times? What are the greatest challenges? Um, well, number one, right now, we've been trying to adjust all of our programming to, you know, we had sat right before all the pandemic happened, we had had a pretty successful uh, meet and greet event at Bell Rivers to meet residents and try to hear their concerns and start to learn how to, again, provide that support that we want to establish now and carry on forward in the future. Um, and then now we're in a state where we can't really do the in-person outreach in the same way. And I think that's that's a limiting factor because it is really important to get face to face with people and meet people and you know be willing to kind of talk. Um, so trying to figure out what to do um, from there and how to communicate what we can do um, is right now a challenge. A big challenge over the whole time that I've been with this board has been um, 
acquiring the land itself to put housing on or to rehab or whatever it is. Um, there's, you know, uh, maybe there's organizations with just tons and tons of, uh, of funds sitting there that are able to maybe move a little more quickly than LOU uh, Home Inc. is able to. Um, but there's programs where you need to have the, uh, actually that's recently changed um, for years uh, there's one type of funding that you needed to have land titled in your organization's name in order to have access to the funds to build on. And so that was the big stumbling block because we didn't have the capital to acquire land in Oxford or Lafayette County. Um, and we also didn't have a place to look for a you know, big donation like that. Um, so that was just a huge sort of piece of it. And I think no matter what form the, you know, money opportunities take that challenge here because we're in a really valuable community and we're in a really attractive community is going to be dedicating pieces of land to be able to establish affordable housing on or rehabbing existing housing whatever you know we try to say we've stayed really open and tried to be really <laughs> adaptable about what we you know see as a model for how to do that there's just no one way we hear that over and over the land issue and affordability. Um, so what keeps you going in this work? As someone that's been doing this work for many years now, uh, what keeps you motivated around the issue of affordable housing? What keeps you coming in and keep plugging along? Well, um, I think it, it matters a lot to me to, to just do service and be you know involved in community at sort of a service level. Um, but you keep going because you get to meet other people that this also matters to and hear their perspectives and you know sort of feel that there is enthusiasm even if the enthusiasm feels like frustration a lot which it does for me a lot um, none of us are alone who are trying to do these things um, again it takes so many hands um, all working at the same time doing what they can to you know to make anything good happen in your world and so it's, it's, it's been really satisfying to actually see something kind of come to fruition, um, you know, in the form of Bell Rivers. Um, and I think I feel better about it sort of now looking back than a lot of the time that I spent like over the past six years, again, feeling really frustrated and sort of feeling like we were running up against the same types of obstacles all the time. Um, yeah, I think just the main thing that keeps me going is sort of being able to, you know, actually see the commitment and enthusiasm in my friends and neighbors who are, you know, on this board with me and in so many other places, you know, trying to do the work. So far as we know, the board comes together and they help and they give efforts. How can the other people in the community that might not know about you guys, if they're watching this, how can they come and assist your organization? Um, so if there is, um, a, like right now, I don't know that we have a, a fund that's open, but generally if you, we have an Amazon Smile account. So one super easy thing to do if you're not donating through Amazon Smile is they will basically round up your order to the next dollar um, for a charity that you choose. So if you don't have anything on Amazon Smile, LOU Home Inc is an Amazon Smile recipient um, and donations directly to LOU Home Inc. Um, I don't think I have in front of me like our PO box. Um, but uh, can be mailed by check or the board can be contacted to, um, to try to do that. We are at all times trying to like look for opportunities to either rehab a home or 
work with some land. So if you were to have a home in the family that needs to kind of not be anybody's responsibility for taxes and upkeep anymore, if you have land that is close enough to be on existing um, utility infrastructure like electricity and plumbing um, and anything like that that is material that you're lucky enough to be in a position to not need, if you can give it to either LOU or the city with an agreement to uh, use it for affordable housing with some definitions around that, that would be great. We would uh, you know, appreciate any kind of support if there's anything that you're especially interested in that we do. If you wanted to sponsor either a Know Your Score credit event, either at your um, place of employment or um, a business that you own, or if you're involved in you know, anywhere that you would like to host a presentation like that or a financial literacy, how to tell the difference between different types of loans um, and work with credit in that way. We can you know, work with anybody just to kind of communicate, learn what the goals of our own community are um, and do our best to support, uh, yeah, the Oxford moving forward. Great, thank you. So we call this our one minute moment. So you have a minute to share whatever message you would like with the LOU community. What do you most wanna share with them? Um, well, number one, wear your mask. <laughs> number two, um, you know, look around you there. Uh, it's a little bit Mr. Rogers, but they're always helpers in your community who are trying to work and do good things. And, you know, regardless of what a stressful time we're in, there's probably somewhere that your hands and your heart can be really productive in a material way, uh, like I was just mentioning in the ways that LOU Homes tries to, which would be, you know, finances, land, where are you giving support? Um, you have a huge opportunity in this community in particular, because you have a lot of hearts and minds and hands trying really hard to get us to that next place, to keep us together as a community, um, you know, to look around and see everybody and know that we are neighbors because we are the Lafayette Oxford University community. We know each other and we love each other. Yeah, that's great. Mr. Rogers, look for the helpers. That's do. awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a wonderful conversation. It's a pleasure to virtually meet you and a pleasure to have you on the show. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Y'all have a great day. Yes, and thank you to all of you for tuning in. Um, a reminder, next Wednesday, July the 2nd, we will be back. We will have Sarah McClellan with the Lafayette County Literacy Council joining us. So be sure to tune in, you don't wanna miss that. And in the meantime, like, comment, share this feed with your friends, stay engaged, stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Have a great day. This podcast is brought to you by the University of Mississippi Office of Community Engagement and the Lafayette Oxford Foundation for Tomorrow.